Oh, 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 Merry Smash Brothers! It's like a combination of Santa Claus and the Smash Brothers now. You get it, you get it. Hey, it's one of the Kaiju Hollywood bad boys, Brandon, and I'm here to tell you, we got a special Dingle Dang Podzuki episode where we just talk Smash Brothers. We didn't even watch the movie. I mean, there's Kaijus in Smash Brothers. You got Bowser, you got freaking Giga Bowser, you got Bigger Bowser. Everybody knows that. But if you like what you hear this episode, or Podzuki in general, rate and review us on iTunes, or, you know, follow us at Machine Culture. Tons of great podcasts there, but I don't want to waste too much of your time. Here's a great Podzuki. Also, Happy New Year. Looking pretty good there. Render unto Ghidra what is Ghidra's. Ten to one he sees you through a beaker and a tweezers. Read the fine print and be like, what's the big deal? Spun wheels of steel since broke wheel, big wheel. Back when it was greasy ass curl, now it's easy dread. Had a rhyme on how they used to tease him about his peasy head. Yes, yes, y'all to the beat. All right. It was the take point. Uh, the guest? I think it's my responsibility. <laughs> <laughs> Welcome to Line. <laughs> what is this again? I uh, I always think it's really funny to me when we've had guests on here. Like, I didn't listen to episodes. I don't I'm like, nobody listens to this, so don't worry about it. You're fine. We actually have a, we have a decent listenership. It's like, I think we had 400 subscribers last time I checked, which is like, okay. It's actually whatever. really. Yeah. yeah. That's pretty fucking crazy. It's a respectable number. Yeah. yeah. It's like. A couple hundred. I guess we should keep pimping that email and like. I keep saying the review things, but I can't get any reviews. But yeah. Well, that's a fun. That's a bunch of fun shop talk. <laughs> uh, we talked about all of our enemies. We got some shop talk out of the way. I think we're ready. Ooh, I only got through one. Yeah. All right. What's some other enemies? One's all you need. Yeah. No, I got enough. <laughs> one is all you need. You know. You know who I fucking hate? Who's that? I fucking hate Grace Thomas. Too funny. Oh. Okay. See, so we're doing that. <laughs> You know, I just feel like Jamie Carbone's too handsome for comedy. Agreed. I would like to get raw audio on this and edit it so you guys are being shitty. (laughs) I feel like Jamie Carbone is monster. (laughs) Well, guys, welcome to Podzuki, the only Christian uh, podcast about kaiju films and Godzilla, where on today's special Christmas episode, we will cover none of that. It's a Christmas miracle. I'm one of your co-hosts, Brian Kirkman. I'm another one of your co-hosts, Luke Evans Flit. I'm another one of your co-hosts, Martin Felschman. And who's this in the Christmas corner coming out of the Christmas box? I'm Billy Dean. Hi. It's everyone's Christmas present. That's right, you unwrapped <laughs> it and you got a Billy Dean. Hell one yeah. time when a challenger approaches would have been... Oh, shit, that's oh, yeah. good. Well, we Billy Dean joined the fight. And yeah, we talked about the secret... Christmas episode. I mean, I'm sure they read the name of the episode before they clicked on it to listen People to it. People can't read. Yeah, I always assume <laughs> anyone, anyone who's listening to this pile of garbage has to be illiterate. <laughs> 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 and you can quote me on that. <laughs> I think we have the text for our first t-shirt. <laughs> I mean, it's probably easier today to get away with being illiterate than it would before. It's like you can say you've read books, you just listen to the audio file. That's versions a, of them. That's a fun argument. But I it mean, would be tricky to download those onto a computer because it's hard to use a computer when you can't read. <laughs> hey Siri, <Yeah. laughs> teach me to read. <laughs> um, oh, that's a touching movie. If they a way to do that, that would be incredible. That would wow. be. That's inspiring. Well, we uh, we didn't watch a movie. We decided to break tradition. I think last year we watched Solo, which was very hard. Yeah, very yeah. fun. But very uh. fun. Which is funny because when we had uh, John Torres on, he was talking about how much he loved that movie and how we should have had him for that one. <laughs> if only we'd known. But we are breaking tradition because the new Smash Brothers for the Switch came out. 
and that's all we want to talk about. And we were going to watch a movie, and we're like, let's just play Smash Brothers the and then talk about it. most anticipated game of the year, I think it would be fair to say. Yeah, oh, it's, yeah. maybe even decade. Yeah, of like the last... When was uh, the last one released? It's, it's been, the last one was been, for the five years at most. I mean, that was 2014, was right? Yeah, out. 2014, Super Smash Brothers for the 3DS and Wii U. I have a list I was going to go through for all the releases. Um, but that was like, because it came out on two systems that everybody was not that excited about. I mean, 3DS is great, but, mm. you know, most people were like, Wii U, what is that even? Yeah. So I feel Wii like... Wii U, maybe that's why... I would, you know, I'd honestly it. say it is a decade because the last one was Brawl, which was on the Wii, which was the last one that was a big one, I feel like, in 2008, so mm-hmm. it is in the last 10 years. Um, but I figured we'd just talk about Super Smash Brothers today because I feel like we all have a lot of memories tied going back to 1999 when the first one came out in the yeah. 64. Yeah. Yeah. So we're just talking about all things Smash Brothers? Yeah, might as well. I mean, if, if we can start it out, kind of bridge the conversation. Um, oh. I'm Mega Bowser, he's that's a kaiju. Mega Bowser's a kaiju. Yeah. King Day 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 sometimes gets pretty big. Yeah. That's kaiju level almost. I mean, Ridley, he used to be too big for Smash when he was a kaiju. Have you played through uh, Classic Mode as Link? Uh, you fight oh, yeah, Ganon, yeah, you fight Ganon. Definitely, he's definitely a kaiju, kaiju adjacent, at least. Oh, yeah. yeah. I like how you have to beat him just like an ocarina. It's yeah. way too early for a games section, but do we have to do a new one for our, what's the deal with that kaiju with kaiju adjacent? <laughs> and then kaiju Jason, which is Jason, you know, kaiju's name Jason. What, what would that be? Would that be like the, the, the fucking Kirby <clears throat> enthusiasm theme because it's adjacent to Seinfeld? Yes, I would yeah. say so. Sure. That's what he's going to do now. The, is that the Kirby, 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 Kirby? It's yakety sacks. Right back at you. <laughs> You know, he is coming right back at you. Uh, I feel like when Super Smash Brothers came out, I was just in middle school getting ready to graduate to high school, so I was just learning how to masturbate. A lot of big things were going on for me, and then me and my friends were like, did you guys hear about this game where they have all these Smash Brother characters yeah. that you could have fight each other? I guess it was well, Nintendo characters then. Yeah, well, I remember the commercial, seeing the commercial and being like in awe. Yeah. I read a commercial where they're playing... Uh, so happy together by the turtles. Oh, yeah. Famous it's band all, that joined Mario, up with... Yeah, Mario, Donkey Kong, Pikachu, and Yoshi all walking in, skipping in a field hand in hand, but then they start fighting each other. Yeah, and then they start kissing each other. <laughs> I don't remember that part. That's the cut. <laughs> the extended cut of the commercial. Yeah. yeah. You can only really get it in Nevada, which is weird. Yeah. yeah. Uh, and uh, going back to that, too, I feel like. It was such a revolutionary game on the N64 because I was never big into Goldeneye like a lot of people were. Yeah. It was a fun game, but I just was not that big into shooters at the time. And I always liked fighters, but I feel like I wanted like kind of a different twist on it. And it was like the perfect thing of like, well, actually, it's not just all like a meter that goes down in health. You just got to knock people off. I mean, it kind of like it's its own kind of fighting game. Yeah. It's not like yeah, like Street Fighter or well, it's more like a party game than a fighting game. Yeah, totally. I'd say that. I mean, what feels better than when you, like, hit that connection in Super Smash Brothers, right, when it, like, hits perfectly and you hit somebody off the cliff? It's, mm. it's better than yeah. sex, in my opinion. And you can quote me on that. It's <laughs> <laughs> another shirt. <laughs> All our listeners are literate and dumb, and also connecting a Smash feels better than sex. Well, like, the, the, the ways it innovated were the percentage gauge rather than having like a traditional life bar Mm -hmm. and also i think like the button timing we've got like i guess three or four maybe five or six moves Mm -hmm. and you can like time those to where then charge them up yeah also yeah it wasn't a big combo thing you weren't trying to pull off a crazy moves it was all Mm -hmm. very simple very streamlined you're Mm -hmm. trying to make the move you had much more powerful 
I remember playing it in uh, Naperville all the time because I grew up in the suburbs <laughs> with a friend of mine named Eric Gross that lived in a very nice expensive house that had a finished basement. And we would just go down there, drink all the Mountain Dew we could, and just fucking stay up till 1 a.m., which at the time was like the latest time ever imagined playing Smash Brothers. <laughs> did, uh, did you guys ever make jokes like, oh man, that house is gross? Or the old gross house? Yeah, I felt, <laughs> if we're going to be honest here, I mean, shout out to Eric Gross, who somehow finds this, but in middle school to in high school, he wasn't the most attractive person, and his last name was Gross. And I feel like if you're a, a moderate to all right or average looking person your last name is gross instantly makes you more gross looking or people will just point that out and be like hey it's, it's gross boy here comes the gross man was it spelled with like a c like no g-r-o-s-s oh, bad lot in life i'll have to look him on facebook after that and just hope things turned out right like he's just fucking ripped now has Super five handsome. kids he's in the guinness book for being right. the grossest man yeah in yeah, america where does that, like last name even come from because a lot of names are like you're being last fucking name gross is... <laughs> yeah he's always farting just it, having crazy his family came to ellis island they're like Ooh, <laughs> yeah, that's what i'm thinking it's, Ugh. gross <laughs> i haven't checked him on facebook that would be funny if he is like like a saying married handsome has five kids one of them is not binary but they're super supportive going to art school you know yeah Something like that. Yeah, gross. Sure. Yeah. <laughs> Whoa. Whoa, buddy. <laughs> well, there's the isolated sound clip we need. I should hope anyone anywhere has a good life. Yeah. What were you guys doing? When, did you guys play the original Smash Brothers a lot? Yeah. yeah. My, um, my sister and I rented it from uh, Blockbuster for like a month straight. Wait, Blockbuster Video? Yeah, Blockbuster oh, yeah. Video. There was one like uh, three blocks away from our house, and it was... Uh, Man, we, we had a lot of memories on that old N64. Yeah. I did not have an N64, but I was so psyched for the game. Like, I think the main reason I was psyched for it was because I was just so into Pokemon mm. at the time. Like, That was in the yeah, heyday of the first generation of Pokemon. I feel like it was around the time of Pokemon Snap, too. So. Yeah, it was a little bit after that. Yeah, that sounds about right. Pokemon but Snap was incredible. Yeah. I remember it was also when you could still rent like consoles from oh, yeah. Yeah. rental places so like yeah I would rent an N64 every now and then and get that and like maybe one other game yeah but like he was oh it came in that cool like black case you would take oh yeah they had the N64 awesome. design on the front like you were like you meant fucking business if you had one of those <laughs> yeah. I feel I, like if you showed up to a job interview with that they'd just give you the job yeah well it's just like I wish they'd sold them like regularly so you could like buy it like that it was going over to a friend's house with yeah Mm-hmm. everything packed away it was smart looking back at that um i just had a fond memory actually related to comedy and billy dean is when you ran that show um with jamie and a few others that was at that one nerd bar I played oh, yeah. the Bar. Uh, but they had like an n64 and i went there to check out the show and i was so excited that they had pokemon snap i just kept playing it the whole time and i didn't really want to watch the comedy going on <laughs> i remember that because jamie brings it up all the time he is livid yeah, it was, oh boy, it was, I stopped when the show started, even though I didn't want to. <laughs> Timmy Witzel did basically the same thing, too. Showed up, did a headlining set, crushed it, and then just sat down and played 64 games for the rest of the night. <laughs> Man, I hope he's doing alright. I haven't heard him for a while. I'm sad he's not doing comedy, but. Yeah, I haven't talked to him in a bit. Yeah. We should. We all should. Hopefully he's ripped now and has five kids. <laughs> That is ripped. Yeah, that's basically I always my apparently my hope for people to be in a good place in life is just to be ripped. That's it. You could be homeless, but if you're ripped, dude, you're you know ripped. What? You got five kids. You're set. Yeah, nothing else matters. <laughs> I, feel, I feel like Smash was a game that was built for like sleepovers. Oh, definitely. Day, like, yeah, all your friends in one place. Like, I mean, the N64 had four ports, so you could get four people at once. 
Yeah. I have super fun memories, too, because we would basically have sleepovers that would be, like, all weekend, and we do that in, like, Gauntlet 64, mm-hmm. and then, uh, once again, uh, Goldeneye, which is always a fun class yeah. one. Until eventually Perfect Dark replaced it, which was awesome. Yeah. I was never a first-person shooter person on the uh, N64. Our big thing was, was Mario Kart. But Mario Kart was awesome, too. Yeah. N64 was great. Yeah. It was, I think it's one of the, oh, we should talk about the N64, <laughs> or the Nintendo systems and rank them, too. Which will just turn me into talking about how much I hate the Wii U. So we're just doing a general history of Nintendo at this point. I mean, we know everything about it, and we're all educated scholars, so I don't feel why not. You are right. So, starting off like the Wii U? Yeah. I hated the Wii U. I, I like most people I know who, like, had one or whatever speak very highly of it. It was a cool system, they just didn't have anything out on it. Yeah, like, that's why. Like, Pikmin 3, and then a couple other good games, and it was just one new game every, like, two or three years. Yeah. yeah. There's, there's no... There's no, like, killer app on the Wii U. There, there are good games on it. Not even Killer Instincts on the Wii U. Not even Killer Instincts. <laughs> if it had Breath of the Wild solo to itself, yeah. that oh, definitely would have been. Oh, no. It would be like, this is the whole reason you own a Wii U then, but... Yeah. But then then Switch was like, nah, fuck you, buddy. We're putting it on there. Yeah, That's no. exactly what happened with GameCube and um, the Wii with uh, Twilight Princess, I feel like, too. It's like the, the ones with the greater well, potential yeah, have yeah. to eat the Wii. I remember when uh, that game was coming out, like, they were... It was originally going to be on the GameCube because, like, Best Buy was giving away, like, layaways or whatever, whatever you call it. Mm-hmm. What do you call that? Money down? Yeah. And yeah. Pre-order. Pre-order, yeah. Twilight Princess asked one of the most important questions. Does the internet want to have sex with Imp Midna? And the answer was an astounding yes. A surprising yes. Some people do. I don't know what was surprising. On... But it was, it was resounding. It was resounding. <laughs> <laughs> From what I've seen on DeviantArt, it's a very solid yes. It's a uh, hard Yes. A very hard chance. It'd actually probably be easier to point out which characters that didn't happen to, though. Yeah. I, I mean, feel there's a huge community of... Yeah, uh, they pick the weirdest ones, I feel like. You know I can't think of a single character from Twilight Princess who I haven't seen fucking in some way. <laughs> <laughs> See, we're Nintendo historians. That's why we're doing this. That was a, a very sexually charged game, apparently, I guess, at the time. The gold dude? Well, the... <laughs> what, like wait, the dude what? who was, like, turned into gold? Oh, yeah. Yeah. Have you not seen fan art of someone giving him a a golden shower? Oh no! What is what is that called when you like? Uh, it's a test, testicle spectacles. Oh yeah, where you put the ball sack over the eyes. Oh, that's what that's called. I didn't know yeah. it had a name. I I, I don't, just made it up. I, 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 didn't, <laughs> I didn't just make that up. Maybe like a day or two ago, and then wrote it down saved for the podcast. <laughs> Um, I feel like we should go on to Super Smash Brothers Melee, which came out on September 11th, 2001. Uh, probably the most important thing that came out that day, I want to say. Like, in the news, everyone was talking about it. Wait, it came out on September 11th? No, it was November 21st. Oh. Or November 2nd, I want to say. It was pretty soon, actually, after September 11th. Yeah. It saved our country. Yeah, it really did. I mean, that was a weird time for pop culture. A lot of interesting stuff came out. Like, Zoolander came out not long after 9-11. The first mm-hmm. Spider-Man movie. Yeah. yeah. Which was, like, a big deal. That's why all the Spy- Raimi Spider-Mans had, like, the American flag. Yeah. Yeah. A, a, lot, of, a lot of parody songs about the Taliban and getting Osama Bin Laden, too, came out. Grand Point Terror Culture at the time. Oh, that's, yeah. That's, what, that's who did 9-11. It was the country music. It was the comedy country music industry. Yeah. They needed to feed them. They're like, we have to make the Lonely Island big one day. We just have to plant the seeds. <laughs> now I actually caused the inside job. The CMA. So, there you go. You can quote us on that too. Put that on the third t-shirt. <laughs> I totally believe that. Um, 
we're gonna rank all. The, I feel like all of us are gonna rank the Super Smash Brother games when we get towards the end of this. So I had everybody write it down, but I mean, there's no lying. Super Smash Brother Manly is probably gonna be number one. I already know my list, but like, mm-hmm. it was such a big one at the time. I was uh, just in high school, and I had a few friends that we just get together almost like every day. It felt like for a while, yeah. and just play the shit out of that. Like that's the one where hundreds of hours in that thing, oh, yeah. like per character. Yeah. Wasn't it like I think it was a hundred or two hundred hours is when you got the Mewtwo mm-hmm. unlock. Yeah. Like, I remember when that happened, it was, like, probably way too soon. <laughs> we, we realized how much time we'd put into it. And that was the interesting thing, too, because with Smash Brothers, it originally had 12 characters, which seemed like a lot, but yeah. then that's where they jump it up to 26 characters just uh, Super Melee. They put in a bunch of Fire Emblem characters. Well, that's that's the thing, man. Melee was just everything but better. Yeah. And that's why it felt so good. I never played Melee that much. Really? really? It was yeah, I mean, now. when I was in high school, it was when I came out, and none of really my f- friend groups played GameCube or video games at all. Like, in, like, a town over they did, but I wasn't hanging out over there too often. Yeah. Yeah, because it's that weird time in life, because I think we're all around kind of similar age groups. I think Martin's probably the youngest of the Mm. bunch, but, like, that was high school for me, so that was basically, like, you didn't have a car, any mobility, so any friend that had a GameCube, or, like, we did, just, like, let's go over and play video games or watch Mystery Science Theater 3000, like we'd (laughs) always do. Fun yeah. memories of that too. Yeah, the I had a couple of GameCube games. I think, but the only one I really was into was uh, Wind Waker. No, it was good. Wind yeah, Waker is a good game. GameCube has a, well, it has a really solid like first party uh, oh, yeah. catalog. I mean, if if we were to rank the systems, we should just maybe even do that now. GameCube would be number one. I feel like let's just rank a bunch of shit like a bunch of nerds on fucking Twitch or something. It also had a turn based card battling game in Fantasy Star Online. Three or something like that. Yeah, and that was, was such was an insane two. genre, but that's apparently my thing. That's, yeah. Fantasy Star was great. Oh, favorite GameCube games easy for me to pick out right away. Now it's Eternal Darkness. Eternal. Darkness. Oh, that was so game. great. I, I mean, I was I was really into Lovecraft in high school. So when that came out, and I read about that game, like, well, I need to play this right away. Mm-hmm. And then just all the fun things in that game of it being a good survival horror with good action, but also it had were insanity meter that would actually affect how you were playing. Like, <laughs> I, I love that they had a joke where it actually turned off the TV screen in the middle of the fight. <laughs> or it looked like it did. There was one I bought it used, and I remember it was like one of the first things I got for it. Actually, I bought like a. GameCube with my own money, which was like the first time, first big purchase I'd made. I bought Damn, that. dude, you were loaded. I bought that. As, well, I started working. Yeah. But yeah, I, I bought uh, mine too with my own money. I got that used, I picked up Melee, and uh, the Eternal Darkness, the sanity meter went down, and then it came to a demo over screen, and I was livid. I thought I'd been <laughs> scammed. I was so mad. I was like, I just worked so many hours for this. Yeah, and it went back, and then I was still really mad. <laughs> They gotta, they gotta do a re-release or something for that game series. They, they keep renewing the trademark every couple of years, and I know you just have to do that. But I'm hoping it means they're just waiting for like a company to come by yeah. or someone to take. Here's take my the theory: reins. is that Nintendo is got a big fetish for edging, and they're all edge lords, and I hate them. <laughs> and they should just fucking give it to me. It explains. <laughs> explains <laughs> We're not gonna make an Eternal Darkness game. We're gonna give it to Brandon <laughs> in Chicago. <laughs> oh no! Oh no! He's coming so hard now. <laughs> Was Beyond Good and Evil, was that GameCube? Yeah. yeah. I think that was. That was on it, but that was multi-platform was yeah. as well. Okay. I got that on PC. Remember it runs they, like shit. When they announced it last year that they're making a 2, I'm like, guys, this is like... It feels like 40 years since the last one yeah. came out. But I'm excited for that still. I need to finish the first one, actually. No. Um, I feel like we got into our, our GameCube memories a little bit there. What were you guys doing back then, 2001, with this GameCube? Um, I actually, at that point, I didn't have my own GameCube. I didn't... Well, we... Our family didn't get one until 2002. Yeah. At that point, a good friend of mine actually lent me his for, like, two months. 
like right after the system came out. Yeah, I didn't get it right away. I definitely got it way later. Yeah, this is some nerdy shit for people who live in Chicago or the suburbs, but we did, got the GameCube at the same time we discovered Mitsu's, which is that Japanese market oh, in the Oh, yeah. So we went there and we got a bunch of like, Japanese-exclusive like stuff they put out for promotion there for like the thing they were doing for the GameCube was coming out. And got a bunch of, bunch of fucking Pocky and some Ramune soda. Oh, man. Some N-Pen buns. Oh, man. 2001, I think I was mostly playing PlayStation 2. I don't think I had a GameCube yet. Yeah, I mean, PlayStation 2 is super solid. Oh, yeah. Uh, okay, so I feel like we should get through these a little bit more quicker so we can get to the more fun parts. <laughs> Brawl come out in 2008. That's the Wii one that I felt was pretty good. Um, that one's an easy memory for me because I was in a long-distance relationship with somebody who lived out in Santa Cruz, and I literally brought it with me when I went to go visit them, and we broke up soon after. I'm sure Aww. it's related. I'm very much sure it is. But, hey, man, Brawl was fun. It was worth it. If you brought Melee, yeah, <laughs> she'll be together. Yeah. We, we'd be married to this day, but now I'm alone. No, I'm not actually married to the person I should be, so that's good. <laughs> Glad that did not happen. All worked out. Yeah. It, you know what? It all really did. See, I played Brawl a lot in that one. It had that really cool story mode, the Space Station Emissary, or whatever it was called. Yeah. Uh, subspace Emissary. Yeah, Subspace Emissary. What do you think the Space Emissary is like, then? That's a good question. <laughs> yeah. I, uh, that one had... <laughs> the Dom Space Emissary? Yeah. <laughs> that one had 39 characters on it, but that's the first big one where they added, like, uh, Snake from Metal Gear, which oh, is, you know... Yeah, it's, it's the first one that had, a, like, third-party representation. Right. It was both, uh, the big ones, it was just the two, or Sonic and Snake for that one. Yeah. Yeah. And uh, yeah, it was cool getting to play Sonic, even though I never used Sonic yeah, in any yeah. of these games. You can finally push, uh, push them together and make them kits, which is great. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Uh, I think we all took funny screenshots when we tried to like get characters together with the GameCube one because you could do that, and as well as the melee. There's oh, always yeah. been something awesome about that camera where you can pause it and just kind of go around, screenshot oh, yeah. stuff like that. Especially yeah. when there's like a huge explosion and the stage gets super crazy like that. <laughs> this was the first one with Ultimate Smashes, right? Yeah, uh, yes. Yeah. Brawl was, and then I think Melee introduced the trophies, right? Yes. Honestly. So, yeah, they've done, like, little step-ups each time. <coughs> I just realized on Luke's list he drew a middle finger, which is pretty cool. Yeah, well, it's actually, like, the ring finger. No, oh, yeah, well, it looks like the middle finger. No, right definitely. Right? Let's yeah. see. Well, yeah, no, that's the ring finger. finger. Yeah. No, because the, the thumb's, thumb's right on that there. side. Is oh. the third finger. Oh, that's been our new segment, Which Finger Is It? <laughs> oh, which finger is it? <laughs> yeah, oh, it is. I, mean, he, I was drawing a middle finger. I just drew it. Yeah, I'll make sure I put a good uh, put a good jingle up for that one too. Um, actually, you know what? We should do a jingle or a jingle. It's kind of hard to hold up your ring finger like that. Yeah, yeah. let me try real quick here. This is good for the podcast. Yeah, this is great. Uh, great audio thing. Yeah, yeah, it is hard to do. You can like hold it up. It helps. But we just got out of which finger is it into another section I wanted to <laughs> right away, which is we're still going to honor Podzuki and we're going to do a Mothra Pulse Drag Race. <laughs> And talk about who has the best fashion in Smash Brothers. Oh, that's a good question. Uh, I mean, every character I think is well represented from whatever their original game was. Uh, Rosalind. That's what I'm gonna say. No, I'm I'm gonna say uh, Ness because he gets real fun designs for his shirts, and I love Earthbound. Yeah, each game they've had a fun one too, and I like that they actually have shirts I'd want to wear in real life. They made them, especially like the slime monster one. Oh yeah. Um, if I had to pick one, it'd be Donkey Kong, because that tie's really cool. <laughs> <laughs> I think it's a bold fashion statement to be completely naked and just wearing a tie. 
It's, a, yeah, it's a power move. Yeah, he means business. Yeah, and not just the B charge up anymore. Yeah. That's the real power move there. He'd also, be really good at business. People would be terrified of him. Yeah. <laughs> They'd give him whatever they want. Giant also, muscular ape with just a tie on. I'll say Rosalind just because she's beautiful. Oh, nice. Yeah. Wow. Wait, Rosalina? Yeah, Rosalina. Right. Who's I Rosalina? You could say either way, right? I don't know. I don't know. See, I might, my debate when anybody announces something or says it kind of funny that I'm like, oh, it probably is announced that way because I or pronounced it. Oh, look at this. We have... You gotta think about this. I don't get it. What? What is it? It's Smash Brothers. It's oh, it's all the it's all the kaiju's. Yeah. Okay, I just got it. You have a Godzilla. You have a Ridley. That's King Ghidorah. You have Charizard, which would be I'm guessing. Oh yeah. What do you think it would be? I want to say Rodan. Yeah. And then you have uh, Bayonetta's uh, Mothra. Mothra. All right, nice. We did it, guys. We brought it all together. All of our loyal fans won't be upset at us now. <laughs> because they also saw that great visual thing on this audio podcast. Yeah, this is a very visual <laughs> podcast episode, yeah, yeah. which I'm very excited for. <laughs> it's Christmas. Everybody's unwinding on the day after. They're kind of mm-hmm. relaxing. You know, we don't want to shock them or jolt them. <laughs> we decided to play video games instead of doing a regular episode. Yeah. yeah. It's like your friends are here chatting video games with you, which everybody loves doing. <laughs> well, uh, everybody does love Smash Brothers. I was actually walking in Wrigleyville the other day. I was walking behind these... Uh, I don't want to, like a very chatty guy. Yeah. Chad-ish, not well, like yeah, chatty. we're all incels. We can just get <laughs> yeah. into it. So. Yeah. But yeah, and then these uh, two girls walking with them, and they were all talking about some match they had earlier, and she's like, yeah, and then uh, I got spiked by Luigi, knocked me right off the level, and I was like, oh, that's pretty cool. Everybody, yeah. no matter what, is all into this. I had a, a similar thing happen. Or they were playing volleyball with some Italians. <laughs> and they, and they killed somebody. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> now that's a story. That's <laughs> um, Italian. Um, Barbara, my beautiful wife, uh, I left last weekend when it came out because it was my birthday and I wanted to play Smash Brothers all weekend with my friends up in Wisconsin. And, uh, she went to a party and she's like, oh, it's kind of embarrassing. My husband's actually out right now just playing video games. They're like, dude, is he playing the new Smash Brothers? <laughs> and everybody at the party apparently started talking about Smash Brothers and how they wanted to play it. And I was like, gotcha. <laughs> gotcha. Uh, so yeah, that's basically what I did. Shout out to uh, Nick, McCroy, and Agramani and my brother. We all went up to Wisconsin, played laser tag, and then Smash Brothers all weekend. <laughs> and nice. got very drunk each night. It was a good time. And now I wanted to give an update. Luke has drawn the ring finger with a face, a giant pair of breasts, some hands, and sneakers. <laughs> These are yeah. all fun visual updates. It's like it's an somebody take Luke's pen. <laughs> <laughs> Look at this. Well, I, I, I they were started out his eyes, and I like it'd be funny if I made him boobs. Yeah, this is definitely going to be the art I put up for this one. <laughs> uh, but yeah, so we could. I feel like go through the other smashes real quick. Uh, after Brawl, which came out in two thousand eight, you got the three DS and the Wii one, where it's the two ones that could work together. Mm. Uh, or as everybody like me just bought the three DS one. No, the one, the one that was fine, but yeah. It's nobody had a Wii U, and it was kind of not the best to play on a 3DS. Yeah, I, mean, I had a I, Wii U, and it was pretty awesome. It was just old. Yeah, I feel like if I had a Wii U, it would have been better for me too. And My, the, the I, fact that they gave you the option to use GameCube controls on it was it, incredible. It's, it's that was so awesome. nice. Yeah, and that had the 58 characters. They added Mega Man, Pac Man, Ryu, Cloud, and uh, Bayonetta on that one too, mm-hmm. which is pretty cool. 58 characters, which is just insane. In my they also opinion. added the Mii Fighters. Yes, yeah. which... Yeah, well, a lot that's of people infinite like. characters. Yeah, they're pretty... But, hey, listen, I'm not dealing with that bullshit. <laughs> Three different fighting types, that's it. They're not infinite characters, no, you piece oh, of was, shit. Okay. Was it also the first... Did they The first one where you could, like, change the attacks? Yeah. The characters oh, would yeah, yeah. yeah. Where they tried to make it a little bit more RPG-ish. Yeah. Yeah. 
which I wasn't a fan of. But let's, let's finally get to the the meat and bones of this one. Is that that's a saying, right? Meat and bones. It's a serial killer saying. Yeah, yeah. it's the meat and bones and the skin you've turned into lamps from people, <laughs> uh, which is Smash Brother let's Ultimate. Get the of it. Coming out in 2018, which is this year of our Lord, with 74 fucking players and characters, I should say. Um, and I, I, I feel like it's early to say it. we've only had it for like a week and a half at most. No, not even a full week, I want to say. No. Um, but it's my favorite Smash Brothers probably since Melee. I, I, I feel like I need more time with it, but I also agree. I got it as my number one already. Damn, I'm dude. confident if they can fix online, it's going to be great, but I played yeah. with a bunch of friends last weekend. I like it, honestly, more than Melee. Yeah. It's got a lot more options, a lot more different characters. Yeah, actually, all previous guests, uh, Mitch, uh, Jamie Carbone, and then, uh, oh, yes, I was about to say Martin. Yeah. <laughs> I'm, I'm the special, uh, very often recurring guest. Yeah. <laughs> and host. But yeah, we got on and we did the online for like a good almost hour and a half. Like, if uh, you do it with friends, it's awesome. If yeah, you it just works play with randoms, well. it's terrible. Yeah. You have no options. Uh, you just have to play like free for all, all items on. Yeah, so they fixed, I mean, they gotta fix some of the internet stuff, but overall, it's workable now. Yes, and it's fun, is great but like they have the smash down mode which we played where you basically go through all the characters in each round they get rid of the characters you use that runs super fun yeah and i just discovered that tonight that's why i was like oh that's number one yeah next time i have uh, friends over to play that it's gonna be awesome it, it's really good especially when you have everything unlocked and you start doing randoms or you have a good like stage set rules for it too because we were doing that all weekend but also like the world of light mode it doesn't quite have the story like subspace emissary uh, MS- i don't know emissary yeah, emissary <laughs> But it's uh, it's really fun. I like the style a lot, where you actually can choose different slots, but like bonuses each time, and then level it up. Some of the challenges are made to make you hit everyone, oh, make you hit yourself. So annoying. Some of them are incredibly fun, though. Yeah, they have, are. Have there's some cool ones, but there's also one that I like. Stop playing. Was you have to fight somebody. They're going to bring on constant backup, and they have this character trait where they're always going to try and run away from you, and you have like a two-minute time limit. Oh, yeah, that's so Paulina, I want to say. It's like impossible to actually keep up with, so you have to get a projectile character. You have to knock one out of the way to hit the other. It's terrible. Yeah. Why would you do that? I mean, they, they want to make it kind of bullshit levels of difficult, which I, yeah. I, don't, I don't like, but I understand. Well, it's not even difficult. It's just frustrating. Yeah. Like, if it was just a straight-up fight, if they were still like attacking you, that'd be... Mm-hmm. Fine. Yeah. I'm fine with that, but they were running away specifically. And Subspace Emissary had some levels like this, but this one definitely has a few fights that are just like, yeah. okay, I'm going to fucking throw my controller against the wall so hard it's going to disintegrate. But classic mode is awesome because you have like new bosses. Raffalos is in it. Yeah. That's yeah. really cool and weird. <laughs> Golem, and which I don't know if that's from a game or something, or they made it just for this. Well, Dracula's in it. Uh, Golem's from uh, uh, Brawl. It was one of the Subspace Emissary bosses. Oh, I didn't realize that. He's grown up, man. He's had a glow up. That's real nice. <laughs> and then um, another thing I like, too, is they brought back, because I think all the characters were almost unlocked on the 3DS right away, I want to say. Uh, yeah. Uh, this one has it where you just start off with, I think, like eight or ten characters. You start off with the original eight. Yeah, and I love that. It's I, there's it something from the very beginning. Yeah. yeah, there's something really fun about unlocking the characters with like different methods or playing through like challenge or doing the World of Light. So we're doing those old fighting games, like looking at the original Mortal Kombat. Like that's like five guys mm. yeah. to pick from. <laughs> there's something just it feels good when you get them all unlocked finally, and yeah. then you feel empty afterwards. <laughs> Particularly when you do it like. I, I got like maybe 10 or 20 and then we had people over and we we're all playing and every 10 minutes you unlock a new one that was kind of awesome you yeah. suddenly have a totally new thing you can go to yeah and I think that's why it, we're gonna rank the Smash Brothers here too but like this is probably what's pretty high on my list is because it gave me that feeling like Melee again of like when we actually did have the Mewtwo fight for Melee after putting 200 hours and like yeah. oh shit dude <laughs> we're finally getting Mewtwo 
Um, which was not that good of a character in Melee. No. But they, they've been, this is another thing, too, I like about the game. They've improved a lot of characters like Mewtwo, Bowser, and then like Little Mac for like better recoveries and making them more viable and playable, which is nice. Mm. But guys, let's go through it. Let's do our, our favorite Smash Brothers and then our top three Smash Brothers characters. Um, I'll go first, but basically I would put the order of Super Smash Brothers Melee. Mm. Get this for number one, that's the one. Number two... I would say the newest one, which is Ultimate. Three would be the original Smash Brothers. Four would be, uh, I'd say, Brawl. And then finally at the bottom would be the Wii U 3DS one. Oh. Just because I, I, I like them, I'd say, probably overall more than the Brawl if I played it more, but I just didn't play it as much. Mm. Okay, mine, uh, worst to best. The 3DS Brawl, the uh, Nintendo 64 original, and then... Uh, Smash Brothers Brawl. I said Brawl like each time, didn't yeah. I? But yeah, original that... Brawl, Smash Brothers Brawls, GameCube <laughs> <and> Brawls. <laughs> Just Brawls with my bras. But yeah, like that one was my favorite, I guess, because like realizing as I'm talking about this that I guess I didn't play those these games that much. Mm. Like I guess I didn't have too many opportunities where I was like with a big group of friends to play. And I guess that's what one reason I like Brawl because of the subspace emissary where you can mm. kind of yeah. play the game by yourself <laughs> no, definitely I, I feel that I mean mm. I think for, for for my number one it's kind of it's floating between Melee and Ultimate right now uh, but my number two is actually the 3DS and Wii U version oh, you're all yeah, pretty good <laughs> um, well I guess number two or three because uh, honestly for, for the 3DS like just having Smash portably it wasn't perfect but by god it was playable and it was so much fun to just be able to like fucking fight anybody at any time yeah, yeah i remember taking like a train ride tethering it to my phone so you can actually use online just being able to do that it was amazing. right yeah. yeah that's pretty fucking awesome you um, do that with the switch now too though so yeah. ultimate i feel like yeah, we're all rating it a little bit is even like a little differently bit. which is fine with me because i'm going with the just like the memory tied to it maybe a little nostalgia tainting it because like the reason Super Smash Brothers is pretty high on my list is I know it's not not the best, but just when it first came out, it was like damn. Oh no, I understand and I love it, but I for 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 certain reasons, like I, I put Brawl after 3DS and Wii U, and then I put the original at the bottom. But like they're all good. Yeah, they're, they're all, all good. Really good. They're all good. wasn't a bad one. Yeah, uh, which is nice because that's one of the things too. I feel like with other Nintendo games, like the mainline Pokemon series, like I've all I've enjoyed all of them. Like yeah. they they don't fuck it up bad enough ever. Where it's like this is terrible. Like a Sonic game or. Almost yeah. every franchise. <laughs> Man, Sonic's really fucked up bad. <laughs> oh, yeah. We got Mania. Yeah. Well, Mania that's was really good. cool. The, the time we're getting ready to release this, they just showed the Sonic the Hedgehog movie poster, and it's you can't even see Sonic. It's just a shadow of him, and it looks frightening already. It well, looks it's like, bad. Uh, like a, a dude, some jogger dude, who's wearing like a mascot helmet head or like a sonic hoodie yeah like shape yeah. like that as like a gag he's got like just weirdly proportioned muscular legs and real shoes yeah like just fucking real shoes it's what if it comes out and wins an oscar and we're all looking like, <laughs> yeah. like I'll, execute us I'll, I'll accept it i think it's that unlikely he's <laughs> also got those weird fur patterns along his spikes which like what they did in that does this have anything to do with that short film that came out a couple of years ago I, I the think... one where he says way past cool and there's cursing and the I nostalgia critic is in it okay wait. yeah like the nostalgia critic so man along. we should all be dead <laughs> For those crimes alone. How much would you guys like it, though, if Dr. Robotnik was played by Trump? Uh, I, I kind of like it better that he's played by Jim Carrey. Oh, it's Jim Carrey? Yeah. No, that's fine. <laughs> Which, if you think, is the Trump of actors, really. I just watched Home Alone recently because it's like the season for that. Okay. I was like, 
He'd be fun roll. Yeah, I forgot he was in. Yeah, I forgot he was in, <laughs> he was in Home Alone too. too. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Where he just lets a child wander around a hotel alone. Yeah, he was wildly irresponsible in that. It's a rich child though, so it's okay. Yeah, which is fine. It's got to be rich. They had that like eight bedroom place, and they were able to all go on vacation all at once. Yeah, that movie makes me upset because you know there's some fucker out there, probably a few that voted for Trump. He's like, I remember him Home Alone too. <laughs> cool dude. I'll just put that on the ballot, and then I'll go home and just fucking jerk myself off. It's like that show about money. Is yeah. that is that going to be a new thing on the on the box for Home Alone too? It's like a warning asterisk uh, normalizes Trump. <laughs> yeah. Oh boy! Well, I'm glad we got political. I'll put, uh, I'll put the we got political jingle in there too. Start the clock. It's game time. Maybe they're like still alive, and he would like go back yeah. and edit that scene out. Oh man, I hope so. I just wish we could get somebody good in the White House like George H.W. Bush again, right, guys? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> oh, man, I've never heard that joke before. Yeah, okay, well, yeah. Well, hey, guess what? I'm always aiming low and getting that fruit. <laughs> get that fruit! <laughs> yeah. Get that fruit. fruit. Get that stinky fruit close to the ground. Love, love that low-hanging fruit. All right, so top three Smash Brother characters, and this is the big one. This is why everyone's going to download this wait, great wait, podcast. Did, did, did Billy do your order? Oh, wait, shit. No, I was going to... Alright, I'll explain later what I was trying to do there. Okay. I was going to try and sneak away from it. Okay. <laughs> I was going to try and never give one of the lists and then bring it up at the end like I was really upset about it. Okay. <laughs> but, I'm sorry, uh, Billy. Number one, definitely ultimate for me right now. I, It's awesome. Yeah. Smashdown mode is such a cool idea. Playing that with friends is going to be fantastic. Then Melee. Then uh, I had Brawl, then I changed it to Original. He swayed me. Because I do have a lot more memories tied to like Melee and the Original. I used to play that all the time, like hundreds of hours, possibly... Per week. Yeah. <laughs> and when I used to go to uh, Shithole more often, they had the N64 Smash Brothers. It was so fun oh, yeah. to play that again. <clears throat> yeah, shout out to that. Um, I'm going to go to Shithole just because of that. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> Hopefully they're having it there. But I'd say we'll go through and do the top three Smash Brother characters. We should start with Martin. Just because it feels right. All right. I'm, I'm going to start with uh, who is my current main, who I fucking loved in the uh, 3DS and Wii U version. I love Greninja. He's so fucking fast. He can hit hard. And... He gets launched like I guess the medium amount. He's not like a super light character. I, he's 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 that. He's super fun. I love him. Yeah. Um, second, it's gotta be Roy. Roy is my main in melee. Roy is our boy. Roy's my boy. He's our boy. Yeah. Um, number three, uh, I love Daisy. Daisy just feels so ridiculous, and she's basically like, "Hey, you know how we've been basically that? You know how we've basically been making clone characters? Hey, here's Daisy." Yeah. I feel like they did Daisy just to piss people off even more. They didn't put Waluigi in. Yeah. <laughs> just, you know, there's somebody on Reddit like, they put fucking Daisy in? We want Waluigi? I hope he's never in. I'm going to say that. Mm -hmm. I completely agree with Sakurai's uh, a statement. We don't honestly love Waluigi. He's just a joke. Well, well I mean, Waluigi, he's, he's too big for Smash. Yeah, she'd get his own game. <laughs> his own Smash Brothers, it's all just Waluigi's. Oh, Grace Thomas said she had that version. She said it's terrible. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it makes sense. Shout out to Grace Thomas again. <laughs> Getting a lot of mentions this episode. And uh, I would say for... Oh, wait, that was just your one. No, I did Greninja, Roy, and Daisy. Man, I gotta listen to people better. Yes. <laughs> Especially around a podcast. You gotta it's stop calling them out about being wrong. Yeah. Oh, shit, years, man. There's just a little hamster in a wheel going very fast up in my brain. And that's gonna bring me to my top three. I'm gonna go... I'm gonna Ooh, go... transition. <laughs> <laughs> Seems about right. Like you were saying earlier, when you first saw me, you thought I was a crazy person. It might not be too off. <laughs> um, but I'd say for at the bottom of the three, uh, and that's still not that bottom, because you got fucking 74 characters, but this would be my, my top for, or my three for the list. What am I saying? Anyways, number three would be Ness. Uh, I feel like 
He's been solid every game. I might put Lucas there, who I use a little bit more, but just because, once again, going to the nostalgia of all the way back to Super Smash Brothers, he's always been a favorite of mine. And then just, whenever you do that connection of doing the lightning and then hitting somebody into it and smashing them off the stage. Oh, yeah. oh man. Very satisfying. It's Hell the yeah. best fuck you you can get. <laughs> um, number two, and I almost put him at one, but it's too early and it probably will be number one, but still, Incineroar. I love that boy so much. Hell yeah. He's so fun. He's basically a giant Pokemon heel character based off like a wrestling heel. So every time you connect with the hit, he does like a jaunty cheer each time. And if you miss, he actually just kicks the ground so upset. <laughs> but all of his movesets are super fun, especially his over B where you grab somebody, hit him against the ring. And if you hit time it just right, you send them flying up. And then also uh, his up B is really fun and very satisfying where you do the quick up down and then just hit somebody really hard. Oh, so. yeah. I've killed myself a lot with that. Yeah. Well, his over B is better for grabbing the ledge, actually. But if you can time it right where somebody's not paying attention, you hit them just in the center of it. It's it's so good. I, I love when you do his grab that the, the ring just fucking pops out of nowhere. <laughs> He's apparently psychic as well, which is nice. <laughs> but number one, and it's been this way, it's say since... Was it Melee they put him in? Or maybe it was Brawl, but Bowser. Yeah, that was Melee. He's, I mean, he's always had issues since they first put him in. They kind of improved him since Brawl. But, like, if you just connect that fucking over kick, like, uh, the wrestling oh, yeah. heel, and you hit somebody, it, it feels so good every time. <laughs> it's, it's merely going off that, and he usually does pretty good when I'm playing him. But the heavy character is fun, and I really like him a lot. So that's my top three. Uh, me? Yeah. Uh, <laughs> yeah, like I said, I've not played the game as much as you guys, I guess. But my three, from least used to most used, would probably be Toon Link. And really, I guess you could say any Link, because they all kind of control the same. I think mm. they've got... They're uh, finally a little bit different now in Ultimate. Uh, yeah. But I like... Characters that have the where you're up B as an attack, yeah, which I've always appreciated that. So I like Toon Link, then Ike, and it could really be Marth as well because I like their, but probably more likely got Ike because I like his strong C stick attacks. Yeah, I'm just glad they finally made the Fire Emblem characters all behave a little bit differently because for a while they were basically all just clones of either Ike or Roy it felt like for a while or mine yeah. I should say yeah. yeah that's why I kind of said like they kind of were similar yeah <laughs> at least in the old games and uh, what usually my main is is Kirby can't be the classic man Kirby yeah. he can fly <laughs> and also I like his uh, rock attack yeah. and he's been there since literally the beginning yeah he's mm. been there for me man one of the OGs <laughs> He would be. If he was real, he'd be there for it. He's too good for this. He's too good for this existence, I'd say. What a pure little boy. Yeah. That sounds sweet. that sounds really weird to that way. <laughs> yeah. I want raw audio to It's a weird just, shit. Just, just in your phone, pure little boy. What a pure little boy. <laughs> oh, it all feels weird no matter how you Beautiful, say it. Beautiful, pure, sexy boy. No, 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 But yes. Uh, no. All right. So, Billy, are you ready for this? This is a huge list that we got. I don't have a three yet. <laughs> but I am going to... Uh, it's like a... Have you ever had like a panic order? Where yeah. You, like, panic go to McDonald's. pretty good. Yeah. Go to McDonald's, you don't know what you want, so you just like, uh, that. Yeah. I, I feel like I've never regretted a panic order at McDonald's, though. Yeah, it's all basically the same. Yeah. I don't know why I said McDonald's. I don't like McDonald's. Well, yeah, it's irrelevant. <laughs> it's irrelevant. You go there to order the Taco Bell. In a way, the McDonald's choice was a panic order already. <laughs> <laughs> Alright, yeah. so number one, I got Marth, because it's just really awesome character. Yeah, it's Being able choice. to actually like deflect uh, Pikachu's lightning with the <clears throat> counter was the most satisfying move in the world. Yeah. 
and it's just really cool. He's very nimble, very good distance, feels very fun. Two, Zelda. Very different, heavy, kind of a weirdly heavy character. Yeah. And three... Oh, I see, because she's too fat for your standards? That's, uh, that's, exa- that's exactly Billy. what I'm saying. Yes. Billy. We agree. We agree. <laughs> Welcome promised. to our insult podcast yet again. It was all secrets. What would what'd be an insult jingle if we put it in? Um, What's the sound of Doritos crunching against Mountain Dew? <laughs> Women don't like me because I'm too smart. Yeah. That's the sound of Doritos crunching <laughs> against Mountain Dew, correct. I'll figure it out, though. So, do you think... Should we should we go for a three, then? We'll go for a three, and it's going to be an early call, I think, unless I could find something really... I like the Belmonts. Belmonts, they're, they're be really pretty interesting. fucking dope. It's the a Belmont totally different clan. play style than anything I've ever done, where you're trying to control it with projectiles, and then hit yeah. with your insane range. The only mm. thing it kind of reminds me of is uh, Little Mac, because they don't have a good recovery, but they have a lot of super strong moves on the ground, which yeah. is really fun. And Pretty decent for like range. I, I feel the way to beat them is going to be coming in from the air at a weird angle. Yeah. Because they can only go up or side, and it's going to be hugely yeah. tricky. It's a good game, guys. It's, it's a really good game. It's yeah. a great game. We don't even have to do the Goro rating system this time, because I feel like we already did it with doing this whole thing. Yeah, no, Goro is a... Uh, Goro left Mortal Kombat. Oh, it's true. We can't Brothers. do that shit. Actually, wait. What if Goro is a character in Smash Bros? That would be... Oh, well, that's the one thing, too, we could talk about. They announced the first, like, major DLC character outside of Piranha Plant when this first came out, which was Joker from Persona 5, which means that all of my dreams have come true. <laughs> <laughs> Literally, like, Incineroar is my favorite new Pokemon character. Persona 5 was my favorite game, maybe of, like, I'd say the last decade of even all time. You have, out of, uh, I'd say more than half the podcast, when we got to recommendations, you recommended a Persona game. I, I think I rec- or recommended Persona 5 three times in a row. <laughs> which ain't wrong, buddy. Listen, it comes to the Switch, I'm excited. <laughs> yeah. It has to come to the Switch. The The theory is that if it didn't, it's because they want to promote uh, Persona Q2, which nobody's going to play. No. Um, but still, it's like, it, it'd be crazy for them not to do that. I'd be so happy if that came out. Yeah. But I feel like we should get into our game section for Stupid Games. Stupid Games. And I'm going to see if there's any type of way Ron Canada is tied to Smash Bros. <laughs> Um, so Billy, Who should did Ron explain? Canada voice in Smash Brothers? Oh yeah, actually, when I pull this up, you should explain Ron Canada, Billy, one of you guys. Okay, so I'll, I'll explain it. Uh, so uh, uh, many episodes back, uh, when we had Jesse Nicholas on, we watched what is my favorite kaiju movie, uh, Honey, I Blew Up the Kid, and uh, there was an actor who was playing a cop who uh, we just like noticed, like, well, man, this guy's pretty good. And we checked him out, and uh, his name is Ron Canada. He's an actor who's appeared in like over two hundred different movies. Um, the one that Brandon always likes to bring up for some reason. Is Ted he, 2, baby. Yeah, he was the judge in Ted 2. Um, it's not crazy, because here's the thing. They had the commercial where it's in, like, better watch yourself as the judge yeah. when they were promoting it, which was, like, insane and all the time. There are no clear connections to Brian Cannon and Nintendo, which is making me a little sad. <laughs> I tried very hard. Okay, wait, who would, who would Ron Canada main? Oh, that's a good question. No, it's not. Not at all. <laughs> I think it's a great question. Yeah, you're right. It's a great question. <laughs> Ron Canada doesn't know what Super Smash That's Brothers You guys is. are making it sound like it'd be hard to pick. It's very obvious. Ron Canada, he's played Bowser. some of your roles. He's in, no, you're wrong, I too. Say, uh, I, I know I who Captain pick. Falcon. No, you're all wrong. He's an everyman character. He's been every role. He'd pick Mario. He's, he's yeah, the hero. He'd he's pick, I, that's actually... That's he'd pick Mario, answer. but my reason is because that's probably the only character he'd recognize. Yeah. No, no. Ron Canada's played F Zero. Yeah. 
That's canonical. <laughs> That's canonical. I tried to make it work, but canonical? I couldn't. Canonical? I'm trying yeah. to combine Canada. Yeah. Canada, you good so here's a fun oh, thing. We could just make up things about Ron Canada. Well, I'm going to do this because it's usually a three choice of what Ron Canada's role was in a movie. Um, I'm going to give three choices of what series I think would be closest to Nintendo franchise. Was Ron Canada in a Star Wars property, a Star Trek property, or a Babylon 5 property? I'm going to say Star Trek. Babylon 5. I'm going to also say Star Trek. All right, for once the guess is wrong and the hosts are all right. He was in really? three. He was in three different Star Treks. So he was in Deep Space Nine. He was in uh, the first Star Trek. He almost had a role in, which is insane to think about. Wow! And then uh, he had one in Voyager too. You know what? I thought Babylon Five was Deep Space Nine. That's what I was thinking. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, like, no, was right. Was he in Deep Space Nine? Oh, that would be a good role to look up here. <laughs> what the hell was Babylon 5? It's totally been overwritten in my brain. That was a, uh, there was like a space station called the Babylon 5. You know how like I explained... Different I, alien races. How I explained Babylon totally 5? Space Nine. Yeah, yes. well, like, they, the, the the dude who created, JMS, the dude who created Babylon 5, like, he took the series Bible to whatever channel Deep Space Nine was on. And then Deep Space Nine came out, and he's kind of like, this is kind of my show. You guys just stole a bunch of ideas from it. But Basically. then they it went off in its own way, so... Brandon, what is Deep Space Nine? Deep Space Nine... Oh, I was going to say, I was mixing up Babylon 5. But basically, Babylon 5 was a series like, you know what, Star Trek? That's too cool for me. <laughs> <laughs> i got to tone it down a little bit. Uh, let me see what his character was. God damn, why well, want to bring it up? Let's just guess. Well, he's in the episode Rules of Engagement from Deep Space Nine, so let's see what he played. Oh, it was directed by LeVar Burton. Oh, hell yeah. LeVar Burton uh, directed my favorite uh, Disney Channel original movie, Smart House. Oh yeah, you brought that up before, too. I don't know why, but I have. Uh, I can't find it, so Ron Canada was in that episode. Just go check it out. Yeah. You Ron Canada heads? You big fans? Oh, if we can get Ron Canada, I just I, I watch that oh I've watched that show so many times. I only want to make this podcast work and famous for no other reason. This is completely true, so that we could somehow get Ron Canada on in some way or form. <laughs> like I literally want it to be bigger than like WTF or like Serial, so that fact Ron Canada cannot ignore us and has to come on and play our own game with himself. How fun it would be if instead of doing that, he got a guest spot on Serial and he just like pitched his own theories. Ooh, I'd be so upset. <laughs> And be like, go on, Canada, you got us again. <laughs> First he went on to WTF, and now he's doing this. Step one, create the best podcast in the planet. Which we did. Step two, yeah. get Ron Gannon on as a guest. That's okay, only just step three. Step. step away. Yeah. yeah. It's step two. <laughs> I mean, the fact that we have a subscriber base already is blowing my mind, so is it really that hard to imagine us getting so super big that we're better than anything ever and Ron Canada has to be on it? Yeah. Not yeah. at all. I'm going to go buy five lotto tickets tomorrow, and I'm going to win every one of them. Uh, I feel like we should do a What's the Deal with this Kaiju, too. If... Uh, who, who do you want to bring up as the as the Kaiju? Well, I think we should go with the Smash Brother characters. So... Also, what's the deal with these Kaiju? What's the deal with these Kaijus? What is the deal with these Kaijus? What's the deal with these Kaijus? <laughs> Um, so I want to argue for a kaiju is Giga Bowser's easy. Everybody's expecting that. Yeah. If we're talking Nintendo Smash Brothers. I want to talk about my favorite Smash Brother character out of this game, and if he'd be a kaiju from this new one, mm -hmm. which is Stewie from uh, Family Guy. 
in the new Smash Brothers? Would that be a kaiju? Wow. Billy looks very upset. No, I'm confused. Yeah, I'm not sure what you're saying exactly. Why they would added he be a kaiju Stewie at all? from Family Guy. <laughs> but why would he be a kaiju? Because they made him gigantic in the new Smash Brothers. Haven't you guys played Stewie's Family Guy in the new Smash Brothers? Right. I'm just throwing this out. <laughs> I tried to go with this bit. It had no throwing, legs. Throwing one away? Yeah. I'm not going to edit it out, but you know what? I tried hard. I want you guys all to recognize that. <laughs> well, that's it for... Yeah. <laughs> I apologize to everyone, my parents, my poor education, my uh, level of humor and interest in it, and uh, bits as well. Staying committed to them, never going to happen. But yeah, I feel like uh, we're, we're rounding it out. We should uh, let you all get back to your, your Christmas haze the day after, spend some time with family. And I think we should go to those recommendations and plugs. Recommendations. Yeah, we can do that. Yeah. Feeling it, guys? You feeling it? Yeah. I don't know what it is, but yeah. Yeah. Yeah, man. Uh, well, what we do is we usually do our plugged in recommendations kind of together, but recommending anything that's on your mind or anything that you've enjoyed lately so it doesn't have to be just like video game properties or movies it can be a feeling um or like me i'm gonna make it count i'm gonna recommend persona 5 <laughs> go play the, the, the purest feeling of all yeah the most it's not even a video game it's a feeling to me like a, a warm summer day after you've gone through a long winter and spring it's persona 5 the first time you've made love to your sweetheart that's persona 5 <laughs> First time you've kissed your mom on the lips, and you can remember it, but not in a weird way. That's Persona Five. This I mean, one, the fact that you—I shouldn't have brought, brought up after lips. Love. You're right. <laughs> and after the sex one too. So, right. if yeah. you ever get like dementia, you are going to be so confusing to talk to because you have I'm all these weird worlds and Persona <laughs> to talk about. Yeah. People are going to be like, "What?" Yeah, I'd say yeah. That's Persona Five. <laughs> <laughs> so go play it, or go have the feeling of Persona Five. <laughs> I think I'm going to have early onset dementia. Uh, I don't know. I was playing Final Fantasy VI earlier. That's such That's a, good a good game. Yeah. I got uh, Final Fantasy Chronicles and Final Fantasy Collection oh, nice. on PlayStation. What Final Fantasy of those? Uh, those are uh, 4, 5, and 6 and Chrono Trigger. Damn, that's a good collection. Yeah. I don't like four that much, but five is great. Six is the best, and then Crown Trigger is probably the best RPG in my opinion. Oh yeah, yeah. at least Japanese that, RPG. Yeah. Yeah. Probably. And that was yeah. the one that introduced those uh, anime cutscenes. Oh man, that's yeah, fucking those are dope. good. Although it's good without them too. I have oh, yeah. I have such a distinct a little thing on top. Yeah, yeah, crystal clear memory when anime music videos used to be big. Of somebody who took Chop Suey by System of Down and put it over the Corner Trigger animated scenes, and I was like, "This is the best thing ever made." Mom, come here. Look at this. I still. Every... I've definitely seen that. Yeah. I know exactly yes. what you're talking about. I, I still every couple of months. Uh, there's this real big fish, fully coolie. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> oh man! It's it, it's the fucking it's the epitome of my fucking high school years. I want to watch that now. I didn't. I've never seen that. I would always watch the ones with like. Trigun and uh, with Trigun and Real Big Fish, Somebody Hates Me. Real Big Fish was great music for anime music videos. And also uh, Only in Dreams and Cowboy Bebop. Oh yeah. That's a good one. Alright, I want to recommend uh, Snail's House. That's a chiptune artist from Japan who's uh, super cute music. Check it out. Snail's House? I mean, I've heard of a snail's apartment, but Wow. Fuck you, Brandon. <laughs> Sorry. 
I'm thinking about snail economies. I'm very bad. <laughs> would they use coins or would they use them? Like, Why would they have apartments though? They like carry their home with them. Do they yeah. have to give them back? I mean, look, so, like, renting look a at all the extra shit we have we don't need. Well, no, you see, a bunch of foreign investors actually own all those snail shells. They have to rent them. Oh, man. Their <laughs> snail economy is just as bad as ours. That sucks. <laughs> I'm going to recommend snail socialism now, too, with Persona 5. Snail That's Persona 5. Snail euthanasia. <laughs> I'm going to recommend anime music videos. Nice. <laughs> yes. <laughs> you know what? This has been a great one. <laughs> I feel like I got everything I needed out of that. And I mean, I would say even jokingly, if you ever go back and watch them, if you did experience that, especially in a very specific age group like ours, the wave of nostalgia hits so hard. It's like, damn, dude. Crazy. I can just like feel the braces coming back on and the acne just pumping out. It's you just silly. feel the breakup you're going through at that yeah. point. Oh. Which was with uh, a girl that was in anime club at the time. Oh god! You guys had an anime club. I was president of anime That's club. Not, all we had was racism. <laughs> oh, we had that. Don't worry. I mean, this is Midwest America, so <laughs> just volumes of it, man. But uh, Brand, if you had to choose between racism or racism and anime club, <clears throat> I think you're going for the latter. <laughs> no, I'll just take racism. I, <laughs> I feel like I wholesome racism. I feel like I wouldn't have joined anime club in my high school if they'd have one. Like all the other people, the only other Not people cool in the school who were into anime, I, like they're just kind of like. I don't want to say they weren't cool enough, but like I didn't want to be friends with them. Oh no, they were kind of, of gross. A lot of kids in anime club were very annoying. Oh yeah. yeah, oh yeah. There's definitely an obnoxious subculture to that, so especially much, at that time. So much clomping. Yeah. Oh, okay. I actually, don't remind me of that. I avoided it for so long, like Cowboy Bebop. I'm like, that looks so dumb. But then I eventually watched it. I'm like, oh, this is absolutely incredible. This is a totally different thing. Yeah, I'm so sorry, Billy. <laughs> I just, the people that would like watch that kind of stuff, I'm like, oh, that's probably not for me then. Yeah, it's it was. like anything. It was for me. They were wrong. It's like anything in life. If you like just pay attention to the fandoms, you'll never want to check it out, but it's actually usually pretty decent. Yeah. yeah. I mean, the perfect example is like Undertale's a big one now. If like if you pay attention to that fandom, boy, is that annoying. But oh, it's yeah. a great game. Same same deal with Rick and Morty. It's a good show. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Horrible people love yeah. it. But guys, Pickle Rick, am I right? <laughs> oh, I gotta get a T-shirt on that man. Okay, yeah, yeah. one where he's like actually not Pickle Rick, but he's saying it like he's Pickle Rick, but he's actually like like a toaster or something. Oh, dude, yeah. that shit's funny. <laughs> That's our new section, Pickle Rick. Yeah, me, I'm, 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 uh, I'm Pickle Rick, but he's. Uh, Water glass. Oh, look at me, I'm water glass. Rick. Okay, so it's pickle Rick, but it's D's nuts. Oh, it's look at me, I'm, I'm D's nuts, Rick. D's nuts. Did you guys notice that I put a D's nuts jingle in the podcast now? Finally. Uh, yes, loved it. Okay, I just want to make sure because it's going to be in every episode from now. Uh, okay, I need to say this because I said it the last time. Uh, more like Vampire Hunter D's nuts. Oh shit. Oh! <laughs> All right, well, fuck you all. <laughs> uh, Wait, we need to do plugs. Oh, yeah, we do need to do the plugs since we got those recommendations out. Um, as always, third Thursday of the month at Bonus Round Cafe, we have a showcase that's D&D themed called Slide Your DM. Super fun. <coughs> and this is going to come out after he's on it, but Billy Dean's about to headline that bad boy in about yeah. uh, a week from now. Almost. Yeah, get a, get a time machine. 
get a time machine, show Billy Dean you actually love him, and can actually, you know, finally master all of the elements of the universe and, you know, show up. Or just be there. See, see Billy Dean. Go kill Super Hitler. Yeah, I mean, it's <laughs> such a good lineup, too. We got Chad Weaver. We got a few other bad boys on that. Super bad Hitler, boys. so it'll be easy Super to kill. Super Hitler, yeah. Super easy to kill. This is the weak point in history where he's most vulnerable. Because <laughs> he's laughing at a comedy show. Yeah. That's how you get him, man. <laughs> Uh, but I yeah. would watch that movie if that was. <laughs> and, then, uh, <laughs> and then follow Martin's Twitter at uh, the Cookie Dude, right? I'm gonna say no. At Cookie Dude, no. At Classic Cookie Dude, no. At Cookie Dude Show, at Cookie Dude Show. Was there gonna be a Cookie Dude Show originally? Uh, probably. But yeah, follow Martin at Cookie Dude Show. He's great at Twitter. Oh, thank you. Uh, I want to rec- or I want to plug uh, Brandon Kirkman's Twitter. Go ahead and follow that. <laughs> um, and I also want to plug uh, the Cupcake Comedy Cabaret. Every every Thursday, I host uh, an open mic and showcase, and it's always a good time. There are always free cupcakes, and it's at the Gallery Cabaret. So come on by. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, pass. I got nothing. <laughs> okay. <laughs> oh, there's a show called Slide in Your DM. I'm kidding. Yeah. <laughs> hey, if you want to, man, we ain't gonna stop you. Yeah, you already plugged it. Yeah. And, yeah, I'll plug the concept of Super Hitler. No, that's <laughs> really, I definitely I regret that immediately. Well, well here's the thing. We don't know if Super he's Hitler exists. Yes. No, no, no. 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 Here, here's the thing. So Hitler exists. If time travel would... If time travel would... If, tri- yeah. if time travel did exist, someone would obviously try to go back in time to kill Hitler. Hitler must be the result of killing an even worse person further back in history. See, yeah. if I could use time travel, I'd go back in time and kill the first person who had the idea to kill Hitler. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Just the first person? Yeah. Oh, just the first, because then it would never, the seeds would never plant. Simple as that. That's how time works, It's just like a huge network of people trying to kill somebody else who came back to kill somebody else. The circle of life. It's real, real messed up. (laughs) With time travel. That's what The Lion King was about. (laughs) Oh, if The the Lion King was a fucking, like, post-apocalyptic future, like... Fucking murder film? I'd love that. Man, that'd be so cool. I didn't watch that trailer for the new one. Are the animals going to talk in that one? Yeah, just like real animals. Oh, yeah. man. <laughs> that would be the best thing if like Disney decided to make it like a weird art piece. There's no talking. All the animals behave like they're supposed to, and it just goes on for two hours. Oh, but it still has those musical numbers? Yeah, but there's no lyrics. <laughs> <laughs> they, replace it, they replace it all with animal noises. Oh. Disney, make that movie. Which I know in like the 90s they made a Jungle Book movie that was like that and none of the animals talked. Yeah, that was stupid. <laughs> oh wait, I do have one last thing to plug. Oh, what's that? Uh, check out, check out uh, Shrek Retold. Oh yeah, shit. That is, uh, so 200 artists got together, uh, animators, live action people, musicians, just anyone got together and they made a shot for shot remake of Shrek that is the exact length of Shrek. Man. And it's, uh, it's real. It's really heavy loaded with very, very low effort stuff. But when you get to a certain point, like it picks up and it stays there. I love those projects. They've uh, like when they did Bart Kira, where they had a bunch of artists do the Kira with Bart and Simpson characters. Man, what a what a both a great and frightening time to be alive. Oh yeah, I like that our RoboCop remake. Oh that yeah. Oh yeah. Well, I think we should uh, we should get on here and do that old good sign off, which, as everybody knows, of course, uh, Robot, Robot Man, Man only have only have one plan: uh, drive car fast. Vroom vroom, motherfucker! <laughs> it's listen. As I was saying last episode, it'd take a lot to explain. <laughs> Wouldn't right. it be weird if I did understand? Yeah, I would be. <laughs> I would be frightened. I would be like Billy. I get. I got to have you get out of my house. I got to move. <laughs> you know where I live Are now. Four hundred people listening to this podcast. <laughs> yeah.
Oh, man. I gotta ask and ask Richard about that again. That can't be right. He might just be trying to make me feel good. He must be. <laughs> He's like, oh, Brandon really needs this. Uh, oh, no, this is 4.00 people listening. <laughs> Even then, I'm like, oh, man. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, hi. I didn't see you there. That's because this is a podcast. Hello, this is your district manager, Hobart. And here at NPC Inc., we stand for two things. Making a high-quality podcast called Destined Day Jobs and whatever it is this company does. Let's meet some of your fun co-workers. Hi, my name is Stuart D. Beacon, and I'm your half-elf IT person. Oh, hey, I'm Agnes Hellman, and I'm a tiefling accountant. Hello, I am Group T. Camry. I am a dwarf accountant or CFO. And it's me, Matthias Maxwell. I'm one of your salespersons, and I love anime. Here at Destined Day Jobs, we play Dungeons & Dragons 5th Edition, but we've transcribed all the rules into the real world. So join us every other week for a brand new episode where four to five co-workers go on very mundane adventures so they can avoid doing work at all costs and have as much fun as they possibly can with their destined day jobs. So listen in, because we make The, the Mundane Fantastical! This show has been brought to you by Machine Culture. The words get stuck in my throat. <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>